the house has been playing nothing but the Hallmark Channel and Discovery Plus. We're deep in on the Christmas movies. Can't believe I haven't seen one with an MMA plotline yet. Can't believe I haven't seen an MMA fighter return to Christmas to find out he's got a local gym and somebody that he needs to, you know, he goes to walk in. He's like, how did someone not tell me? Boom, falls in love with a lady love interest. They are deep in the middle of a combat tournament with another town over Christmas stuff. It merges all of my worlds, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, a holiday edition. I'm your host, Kevin, with me, of course, the the grouch himself of holiday episodes, <laughs> Rafa Sparza. Rafa, how are you? Great. Let me go ahead and save this. Here's what I think it's got to be. A disgruntled MMA fighter who hates Christmas. Normally it's the female, but here we got to move it to the guy. Comes in to back to his hometown, uh, goes to train at a local gym that's run by a woman, whoa, who's on the different side of town. But uh-oh, Kev, did you know? Bad news. Their gym is going to close. No, you're on money. fire right now. I forgot about the gym closing. Yeah, keep going. So, guys, she doesn't want to tell everybody at the gym he doesn't know what's going on. Oh, but side effect. The parents are also not doing okay. Oh, unless a Christmas miracle happens, which is called love. Called this one. Uh, what is this? Uh, fighting for Christmas. Uh, fighting for Christmas is good. <laughs> that That's a good one. Uh <laughs> <laughs> just like pull Christmas in your guard is not really something that, that translates well, but no, that's we'll, we'll a very that. specific. That's if flow <laughs> grappling was like, we're <laughs> fuck it. We're making a Christmas movie, a very lapel Christmas, a very lapel Christmas starring Keaton Cornelius. Uh, oh, damn it. Don't make that trailer. People would be so pissed when it wasn't real. I was just seeing an article about the creators of South Park. He's like, basically make fake trailers for things see if they can mm -hmm. sell me on it i think if you if you and your cutting ways of camera angles could get a few minutes you could make a pretty damn good keenan trailer for a christmas special i'm pretty sure and you know if i really go is back is it down snowing legion, in san diego <laughs> <laughs> i could go back down to legion and just bow finger it and not tell him he's in the movie and just shoot around it and guess what uh she was just on the show. But does Jenna Bishop not look like somebody who would be the person who would be running the gym? I think we've just cast this movie, Kevin. This is great. And I'm ready to rent a town called Christmas in the Mountains for the closing gym. We'll get to all the details later. I also did the, we just, this is not a sponsored thing, but just finished the 23andMe prep ref. So soon mm. we'll know. If I'm attached to any um, violent criminals, which is what nice. I think they use that for. Or to find out like how Irish I am, whatever it is. Could be kind of devastating. It's like, you're in fact no Irish, and your family has once again deceived you. Congratulations. I'm just very nervous that we find out you're more Mexican than I am. That would be a surprise. That would mm -hmm. definitely be awesome, though. <laughs> um, I would immediately be just be screaming mad about my skin tone. Be like, oh, my God. Raf's got that beautiful tone. This is not why we started talking about 23andMe. Raf, what happened in the world of MMA? I was fighting with my own active DNA, my son. Yeah. So yeah. 
doing my own bouts. <laughs> starting to get some good grips, though. He's starting to slide that hand in. Get some That's grip. good. Yeah. That is good. I do have troubling news. Maybe we'll start off with this one. And I didn't put this on our rundown, so it may come as a shock. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on people who just get promoted without really meriting their rank, almost getting ranked on your attendance? Oh, on attendance? Bad, because mm-hmm. I don't attend. But I kind of loosely like the concept of getting promoted without merit for selfish okay. reasons. Okay. Feels like a good path for me to to a belt promotion. Why do you set me up like this? Because on principle, well, I dislike it. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you took a stand like that because this brave. could go very bad very quickly. Uh, President Donald Trump, former president, we should always emphasize former, just received an honorary ninth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Um, Disagree for the following reason. I think if you're going to give him an honorary, ta- it has to be in something that requires less cardio. Taekwondo, even though it is a contactless sport, unless it's the Olympics, you still got to kick. Don't you? You got to get your feet above your hip. You would think. Uh, but what I want you to do is I'm going to show you this photo and I need you to kind of understand why the people have felt the way that they feel. Oh, good God. But if you will see <laughs> the belt that goes across to tie this thing together, you will... it is hanging by a thread. Like, we're talking Chris Evans holding on to a helicopter and part of a ledge trying to put them together. That is what that belt is doing on Donald Trump. Um, this is great. The former president added he will wear the Taekwondo outfit, which he shouldn't. I'm looking mm-hmm. at it if he is elected president again. So, um, I want him. Can we get that? It's in writing, but I want that committed to promise. If he runs again, he will, in fact, wear this. Because if any sitting president wore this outfit, I would find mm-hmm. it unbelievably amusing. Any candidate, I would find it a cry for help. It's not like a gi. It's got just a head hole, Raph, that kind of appears to be adorning um, both a healthy gut as well as a black belt in King Taekwondo. It's akin to, you know, when you have a centerpiece on the Thanksgiving table and you just kind of cut out a center there. That's essentially what they did with an oversized gi. They just kind of cut out a hole. Yeah. Or his giant head to go through. I want to know where they got this garb. Mm. Maybe that's official Taekwondo. I thought they were geese. This is just uh, weird. Well, not only is it weird. Why is the guy wearing a suit that gave it to him? Uh, I don't understand anything about anything. Bro, about it's a this. business meeting. You can't. And I mean, to his credit, Donald Trump is wearing a tie and a dress shirt. Um,. This is what should upset the many martial arts fans. I wish Joe Rogan would read this out so that his cult would hear it. Otherwise, I, I'm afraid they don't consume other media. Oh, Taekwondo is a great martial art for protecting oneself. Mm-hmm. I, I want to hear the fight community, the many Navy SEALs. They're like, yeah, we love this guy. <laughs> I want to hear them be like, uh, yep, Taekwondo. <laughs> Taekwondo. They'd never be able to get it out. The whole well, fistful of it would just hurt them too much to say. You say that, but then I don't know if you read the bottom part of this nice little article that is uh, from the New York Post, which never really makes it onto my usual reading habits. But the last sentence uh, on that page, do you mind to read? 
the last sentence on there. Oh, my God. Do I have to? Because right before yeah. it, I see, like Trump, Putin never practiced Taekwondo. <laughs> However, the Russian leader does have a black belt in judo. Russian leader is, an, is a really nice phrase. It's inaccurate, but it is a very um, broad thing. But the New York Post, this guy's like, oh, okay, we'll fucking write it. I was, was Russian something. The last sentence of this. Trump and Putin outrank martial arts expert and Walker, Texas Rangers star Chuck Norris, who only has an eighth degree Taekwondo black belt. And if ever there was a writer that did not understand the Chuck Norris jokes, it is clearly Mark Moore from the New York Post. That's effing hilarious. Is that a reverse Chuck Norris joke? Maybe. Is it like, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, it's like Chuck Norris is so powerful, he used to have to bring his inhaler everywhere. Like something like that? Like this is a bizarre one. As opposed to the fun ones, like Chuck Norris, you know, his beard is bulletproof, those types of things. Well, that's how you can tell this article was written for the SEO times that we live in. They were, so trying, that to way challenge. Just, they were trying to get Chucky mad at Trump mm, and Putin. Well, it's also just think about all the, the action and the nouns that you see in this. Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin. Hey, can hold Chuck on. Norris. Real quick, did hmm. you read the sentence right before the last? Because I will read that for you. I believe there's a typo. A hmm. ninth Dan black belt is the highest level that can be achieved by professional martial artists. A ninth Dan black belt. D-A-N. Hmm. Spelled lowercase d. So he's not even like referencing his friend Dan, who might be a ninth degree. He's like, a ninth Dan black belt. I believe we didn't spell degree here. Oh. And um, accidentally put Dan. You know what, Kev? Yeah? I would love to tell you this. I made the decision to go down further on the black hole because I saw there was a tag for martial arts. And I said, what else has the New York Post written about martial arts? Yes. Do you know the next story? Uh, is it about a guy named Dan? Can no, be. but man, it's close. Uh, it is, and I'll read you the headline, How MMA Fighter Tom DeBlas Survived Childhood Abuse and Family Addiction, written just a week ago in, uh, I guess, uh, advance for his upcoming book. Well, real quick, let me see. No, see, this article is by, by Kirsten Fleming, so they don't even, they don't have a beat reporter that's responsible nope. for all this. Nope. Oh, and then one below it, just to tell Actually, you. Actually, I can already tell you by just reading this article. Uh, Kirsten's a better writer than Mark. <laughs> Mark, you're terrible. You're garbage. You barely—I can't believe the copy editor was like, "Whatever Mark sent us should just go up unedited." But they should check his Dan <laughs> transcripts before they post it. Uh, anyway, Kirsten, article, nice writing. Go ahead. Underneath that one. Oh my god. Go ahead. Is Kim Jong-un all smiles <laughs> while watching extreme martial arts performance? So the New York Post's <laughs> coverage of MMA is uh, spectacular. But if you're Tom DeBlas and maybe you feel a certain way towards Donald Trump, I'll give him the credit to say maybe not Kim uh, Jong-un. But hey, listen, I don't know what he goes after. Uh, like, Just imagine being in that company and saying, well, me and uh, DJT and Kim Jong 
Am I in this company? Uh, there are a lot of uh, dictators up top. Uh, like, I, I won't lie to you. And, so hold on, let's go see who wrote the Kim Jong Un article. Yeah, absolutely. Just to, uh, the, oh, this was by Reuters. <laughs> so they were just like, well, we're not gonna, we're just gonna repost something Reuters wrote because uh, did you see Mark's last copy? It's got nothing mm. but shitty clerical errors. We didn't even catch them. Let's post it by somebody else. How is that legal, Rav? I still don't understand certain things about I, this world. No, they bought that from. They didn't put an author. It's just by Reuters. This is accidentally a good lesson in how to check your media. If the article you are looking at just references another site, that is not good. It's not good. Unless Mark Moore writes for uh, Raph, you don't write for Reuters, do you? Did you? What's that? Did you ever write for Reuters? Uh, no, not yet. Um, sure. There's always time, Kevin. That's just what someone from Reuters would say. Oh, no. Not yet. Maybe <laughs> in the future, Raf could have written this article. Uh, listen, if I did write that article, I think you <laughs> know I would write incredibly more wild accusations in there. To your Especially if I you would never use this headline to your defense. No. Yeah. Kim no, Jong-un no, no. all smiles watching extreme <laughs> martial arts performance. That's not you. You're a scotch more succinct in your titling. Well, think about this. It's definitely trying to get a evoke a response out of you by being like Kim Jong-un. Mm, okay. What's he up to all smiles. <laughs> I hate when he smiles while watching mixed martial arts performance. Well, I like mm. those. Uh, now no, I no, get no, no. why he's smiling. Got to be extreme martial arts performance. That'll get oh, people. Oh yeah, like it's two defectors, and it's like oh, yeah. to the death. They didn't even. They could have really. See, we're already. We're so much better at this. Our horrible news site would have been Kim Jong Un watch Deathmatch. Right. And if and you want to spruce up MMA Deathmatch, there you go. You hit it. Honestly, is this not trying to get some kind of Mortal Kombat vibes to you? I think so. So see right through your New York Post. And that'll do it for Raph and Kev. Go through the New York Post and shit on it. Um, well, their but MMA coverage, to be there sure. There are real things we need to talk about. Um, Kevin, while you were busy this weekend, I had a couple people tell me things is varied about this UFC card from whoever put together this last weekend's UFC card needs to be fired all the way to one of my friends saying, I think it's the worst all time card. And all I had time. No, it's not. It's not. Don't believe them. No, but I just, it, it's, that's a, that's a statement. There's been, it's a loaded one. statement, right? Yeah. This one had and Misha Tate. How bad could it be? And I had to tell the, I mean, her foot wasn't great, but I had to tell these people like, honestly, we have seen all of the fights in the world. We truly know that, yes, things bad sometimes, but this is not the worst. Well, the stats aren't good already because, you know, what a good a good gauge on are we going to carve time out of our schedule, watch the third card from UFC in as, in as many nights. It feels like in Raph, I think, has a nice long coverage, but we enjoy I'll click over to Bellator and watch whatever the hell's going on on Showtime. All of a sudden, and I'm in love with it. Bellator's got that weird, raw, some of these people shouldn't be fighting, some should. That's what I like about MMA. Yeah. All decisions, Raph, except one fight. Yeah. Not what you want. It's not yeah. the desired outcome. A lot of decisions. 
Now, granted, I'm not defending the card. I'm just explaining. It is not the worst thing I have ever seen. It just, I can tell you, it wasn't great. And there was one fight that at least had some people, maybe two, that people were really trying to give you some bang for your buck. And let's respect those people. Uh, first and foremost, Sean Brady had a great match with Michael Chiesa. And that was, you know, hey, listen, those were... Those were two guys really trying to give you a good fight. Why are they chatting during the match? Oh, I saw that's... an article like yeah, that, and from Brady that's like, this is weird, isn't it? And you and I have talked about how we do this as a tactical mm-hmm. advantage because we both watch the movie Major League, so occasionally we'll talk to our opponent. We'll use some comedy to disarm them, not unlike the catcher who <laughs> was yeah. played by the guy from Substitute. Yes. My favorite movie, Tom Berenger. Yes. Tom, do I get that? Yeah, you got it, Tom Berenger, not, not Don Berenger. Tom, uh, you know, I'm, I'm you don't want to put Don like it's a Dan. Don't even uh, type <laughs> the old D accidental. Yeah. Um, damn it. The movie, The Substitute. Have we ever talked about that movie? You must no, have but, been binging oh, it the way I was. We definitely have dropped it a couple times. Uh, but as early as last week, I definitely rewatched part the end part of Major League when it was, uh, I think, in its last 30 minutes. But not Major League One, Major League Two. Which Jake I Taylor, famous catcher, for mm-hmm. has a great career as a manager, but this is why Raph and I are friends. People are curious. Mm-hmm. So, Kev, why are they talking? What the uh, hell is that? Is this like a Chisa trying to like disarm him? What do you think? Yeah, I think he was trying to say like, "Hey, man, good job. You're doing a really good job here." And he goes, "That's cool, dude. Yeah, yeah, you're really strong. Okay, man, just trying to win a fight. <laughs> Don't really feel like this." So that could have been Michael trying to weasel his way out of some shit. And hey, Kev, tactic. Yeah. not going to lie, been there. Same. I've definitely had somebody had my back who I go, wow, this body triangle, it's really good. I have to say it's in the top 10 of body triangles just to throw them off because it might be top five. But giving them that doubt sometimes will allow me to get out of it. Yeah, uh, it's t- effectiveness, Ugh, dicey. But Pe- yeah. people get into that top side control position on me. I'm always like, oh, good pressure. Like I'll even let the breath out to like sell it. Like good pressure. Oh, mm. in hopes that they'll calm down. Yeah, I don't care how hard they're going. It's, it's still good pressure. Nonetheless, Kev, that fight was okay. Uh, Talia Santos ended up getting a submission on. It says Joanne Calderwood, but now she married John Wood, so she's just going by Joanne Wood. Cool. Wood Chuck, if Wood Chuck could Chuck Wood. Here's the other thing you should know. Adrian Yanez. Aggressively, by ruining a joke. Y'all should be watching this kid. I have the unfortunate distinction of when he was making his way into the UFC, he fought a buddy of mine. Uh, for the contender series, he beat up my buddy, unfortunately, but I could see he had hands and he's been on a tear since this was, uh, one of his third, I think straight wins, uh, by a very impressive fashion. This kid, he's got a lot going on. He lost his coach to COVID. He's essentially taken on the head coach position, but he took on other friend of the show, Davey Grant, who is a former ultimate fighter alum. Yeah, he is. And, uh, Kev, their fight was good. So I, I can tell these people, if you've got two or three that are like, yeah, those are all right. It's not, definitely not better story. than some of the cards that you and I have seen in the past and have had to do a show and have, before we pressed record, uh, said in confidence to each other, I don't know how we're going to do 
<laughs> There's Davy Grant's my age. He and I are lockstep, very close in birthday, eight days apart, and it's good to see him back. But if you have Davy Grant, it's not the worst card. Yeah, just just from pure jaw handsomeness. And Kev, uh, at first Adrian was getting the better of him. And then Davey, you could tell that everybody is like, man, Adrian Grant, this kid's going to be a new thing. And I said that, too, to a friend. I actually texted them and said, y'all need to watch this fight. This kid's been on tear. And they agree. They're like, yeah, this kid's a monster. But Davey Grant, in the second round, stood his ground and then just started implementing amazing offense back to the point where I go, man, I don't know. It's going to be close. And uh, Adrian's output was just something to behold. It was really good. Um, so I would very much encourage people to do uh, a watch of that one. Although I want to say this, and now I think about it. Did you know who was in attendance, uh, this past weekend? Ninth degree black belt, Donald Trump. Oh, no. oh thank God. Okay. Uh, Charles Barkley, Sir Charles Barkley was in attendance for the UFC this weekend. He just, I love, this is the best part about his job. It has nothing to do with the fact that he can just say whatever he wants on TNT. And they're like, interesting. Though him calling Zion a baby between Shaq and Chuck was not his take. That that joke had been making on its way. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> yeah. He just gets to show up. And he's a hero. <clears throat> and I think he loves MMA. He does seem to enjoy it. And he's not, uh, he doesn't all of a sudden throw on the headphones and uh, do 20 minutes, did he? No, thank God. But I feel like I would have seen that leak if they were like you gotta hear charles Barkley. he's funnier charles barkley's low-key is greatest skills he's funny yes um outside of basketball once upon a time but i think he's funnier than everyone's great at basketball he's a funny guy so that'd be pretty cool actually to get him on did they make a comment mm, i think they probably said he was in the house but there were photos of it now i want to ask you a question because it'll be prefaced with this fact which is that Sean Brady wins over Michael, gets interviewed by DC, who then forgets his name midway through doing the interview. Now, again, people don't understand this, but it is very, very nerve wracking. As someone who has to say people's names in front of them when you just meet them, it's hard. I get it. Been there. It's anxiety. I have these same fears. However, DC forgetting the person's name for whom he's been commentating their fight for 15 minutes. It got to the point where DC crashed the post presser and goes, Hey man, I'm sorry. Oh, you know, I knew your name. And he goes, DC, you didn't know my name. That's disrespectful. He's like, I love you, man, but man, that sucks. And he's like, DC like, man, I got it right for most of the time. I don't, Oh man. And then the guy goes, I love DC, but disrespectful. But it prompted something when I saw that Charles Barkley was there that night, Kevin. And I have to ask you this. Have they not just been trying to make DC their version in the UFC of Charles Barkley? Because they're getting a little loose on the way they do these pre-weigh-in shows. And as somebody who is our actual NBA correspondent here on the show, doesn't this shit kind of reek? Of being an off-brand inside the NBA. I would really like to give you the radio theatrics of disagreeing. Being like, what an off-base take, and here's why. (laughs) 
but you've kind of blown my mind now and I can't unhear or see it, but you made the critical point, which is like an off-brand version. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll get the Captain Crunch that's the uh, Senora Cruncha (laughs) on this bag, and you get it, and it's not bad, but all of a sudden it's a little different. Or the, like, Senator Crunches, trust us, this is what you need. He's the worst off-brand Barkley, but that is absolutely what they are trying to do. And I'm I'm saying it from the respect Anik of how does a they good, have him. He does a good Ernie. He I'm, does I'm do a that. good Ernie. I'll give you that. And but it's the way that they try to look like they're having loose fun, especially okay. Constantly, the watching, they are constantly making fun. You to this point, mm-hmm. I hate the force jokes when it's like, well, mm-hmm. we all get to make fun of Chuck. So, mm-hmm. oh, this is Shaq. I'm not very funny. He's like, my head hurt, so I'm going to make fun. Like, he goes really at him. That is almost exactly what they do. They'll make, like, a random joke. And Dominic Cruz was the worst of this. He used to always go at DC. But that's that's that was a lot of what they did. You are accurate. It's just I've seen it. I have not verbalized it. But when I saw chuck there this weekend i thought well come on now now it's just obvious well you've made the key point for not putting him on the microphone like we can't expose our other guy for not being as good as chuck as he is and dc has a lot of skills i'm surprised i did i'm surprised they put him you know him and paul felt i don't understand why they put people out there joe rogan Again, I know people think he was a doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was in med school. He was actually uh, at open mics pronouncing people's names he never fucking heard before. So he's really good at remembering people's names or introducing himself because he's an entertainer and a comedian. And again, I can't clarify enough. Not a nuclear engineer or an AI scientist of any kind. There's very few degrees in anything like that. But the reason he knows how to talk to people is because he's been – at comedy shows and producing show hosts for a hundred years. That's not DC skill set. This is what happens when you put someone that doesn't have it, right? Yep. Yep. And I would tell you this, Kevin, if you watch the way that they talk very leisurely after a basketball game and then compare it to the way that we're trying to do it in the UFC, it will explain to you why it just feels a little weird. Like it's not quite, uh, great programming. And then you see people like Karen Bryant, who we love, who's doing the bulk of, hey, guys, let's stay on task. Let's get these things in. But let's have a little fun. It's more so when you see the athletes look like they've been encouraged, maybe like a production note. I don't know. Maybe what would I know about working in television? But it seems like they go, hey, can you guys just do that? And the whole magic appeal of what they do in basketball and that they stumbled into is they didn't force shit. It just organically happens. And then it looks magical. And that's when you get all of these viral things that happen after the fact. We just haven't figured out what that viral thing is. So have some faith in your talent. Obviously, you have the time. Just don't necessarily copy the homework. That's all. And, and then just cater it around them. And don't set them up to fail. If you put Charles Barkley on the in-game broadcast, you would be so fucked. They give him 20 seconds. He's not going to remember who the fifth starter is on the Golden State Warriors <laughs> right now. He has no idea. 
If you were like, Chuck, who's playing for Joe L. Embiid on the 76 you'd be like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. So that's what you do when you put Cormier in there. But the NBA doesn't do that. They have a host wrangling. John Anik is the last of that group. And for a long time, it was Mike Goldberg, who yeah. uh, it is still nice to hear him occasionally rumble through some of the um, some of the replays as oh. I go back to, back to older UFCs that just keep getting recycled in my social media feed. But Raph, mm. I I'm trying to like forgive him for messing up a name as a name messer upper occasionally, yeah, but yeah. you Thanks. do have the right point when I'm doing it broadcast wise. I'm gonna talk to you before I'm gonna make sure I know your fucking name. Before I talk to you, it's the only name I need to know for those forty minutes, forty seconds. One person. It's the only name. Like everybody's like, "Well, you got a lot of shit to remember." It's like you don't. You actually do not. You you don't have a lot of stuff. You have to. You can keep notes. And the number one note is whose name is the person I'm about to talk to. And listen, dude, been there. I understand it, but it's almost like if you go up to meet somebody and you have to know the one name. You just really concentrate on that one name so that even if they try to introduce you and they go, oh, have you met my coach? No, no, do not say his name to me. Hello, name a person. Tell me about your fight. Great. In the head, remember to say his name at the end of this. Land the name. Oh, okay. And then what else happened? Land the name. Land the name at the end. Okay, that's wild. Is there anyone else you would like to call out? Land the name at the end. Land the name. Not okay. To what you say <laughs> exactly? Yeah. Give it up to. Oh shit! Um, no. Megan Tate. Oh shit! What was it? <laughs> this is why we would get people to be robots to replace us. This is what we fear. Names. Anyway, I'm over that, Kevin. There's maybe one other thing to talk about this, but then I gotta continue our nba coverage because there was apparently a fight but yes misha tate <laughs> didn't do enough to win sad it wasn't the worst hey, but first fight know. back no no i rap I'm, I'm, i think it's the second one since i'm ready for unretired. oh shit is it my bad yeah but they did this thing that they were trying to build up this narrative where they go you know if misha wins this one sky's the limit she could be fighting for the title again and even she's feeling it with Oh man, I'd really like to get that one back with Amanda Nunes with all the stuff that I've been doing. And I go, what has she been doing that's new? Not a ton different, but again, coming back from four years of not fighting actively, looks fine. Yeah, granted, did not win. But Kev, it's a decision. You're fine. No, you're right. She had July 17th. But you know, second fight back, I had a lot of defenses built in, in case you were curious. I was ready to. She made a huge mistake this week and gave an interview where she mentioned Ronda Rousey as as you you called out, but not wanting to call out a new mom. And Mm. immediately I was like, I don't like her chances for this fight. That was my (laughs) moment. I was like, "Uh oh, someone's like, you know, I'm not going to say I want to fight Ronda Rousey because I'm here to get a lot more money. And I, I don't know what she's doing. You know, I don't know what Travis's shit's like, but. If she's listening and she wants to fight someone for what I think might be more money than this fight was going to make me, which was probably like barely uh, a Honda Camry, Toyota Camry. I was going to go with Civic, but mix the genre. I don't I didn't like the idea of like, oh, what can I do with my career? That's a money fight 
four days before she gets in with um, Ms. Vieira. I'm still, I guess I'm of this mind. Misha's kind of the only reason people watch these fights, though, right? Yes. Like this one, love you, Davey. I don't think anybody was tuning in with this one except Misha's name was on it. And hopefully she got the money she deserves. And, you know, we we like Michael Chizé. He's, a, you know, another tough alum that I confuse for 17. Not Grant, though. I'm pretty sure Davey Grant was not in tough 17. So uh, Not 17. You are correct on that one. Cool. It was, but close after, right? Yeah, he was Dude. on 18. I, yeah, I was going to say, he was in that wage where we were still... As soon as I saw his face, I missed the show. So I got I got immediate feels as it happened. I was like, damn it. I always I liked being able to tune in at six thirty and see some uh, MMA fighters doing their workout stuff, but you know, I guess I could just get on Instagram. Fine. Disagree. No one's getting mad at the pool on Instagram. That's I'm we'll get to see her fight again. You know, she's already talking about talking about the big one, but not a great thing for the super fight potential. I also appreciate the fact that you brought up the Misha Tate one because Misha Tate skillfully showed how you can attack new parents. And the original post I gave to you was, is this how I'm supposed to call you out to a super fight? Because it feels really classy in the way of saying, you know what, Kev? Oh, God, I hate hate even saying this because he's a new father. But, man, I would love a super fight with Kevin. I mean, if he were to come back in his own comfort at his own time, I just I would really like to get that. And then I thought. Yeah, of course, Ronda Rousey's too fucking busy for this. But what a what a bold and strategic move, especially for somebody that you kind of come up short twice. And now it's like, well, she just had that baby. So I really feel like I might. Maybe out wrestle her now. Maybe her judo's like a little off now. Hmm. We'll have to see. Anyway, all right, Kevin, you are our official NBA correspondent, as we mentioned earlier. What happened in the NBA? Why was there a broken nose? There was more action, uh, they said on the internet. There was a stoppage in the NBA, and there was not a stoppage at the UFC over the weekend. More stoppages in the <laughs> NBA than there were in the UFC. What say you of this, and what do we need to know about this fight? LeBron James has the right to get to the ball. And if that right accidentally turns into a left across your face, well, maybe you shouldn't have been pressing him, Isaiah Stewart. There was a small dust-up, and I do I cannot emphasize, if you are hearing this article and you've heard the hype leading into this, and you're like, oh, my God, i got to go see what happened. It's going to be disappointing. You need to temper your expectations. This is an NBA skirmish in 2021. A lot of them are millennials. We're just upset that our boundaries weren't respected. That's what happened here. Isaiah Stewart had been routinely boundary-crossing Raph, and then LeBron, being the savvy veteran that he is, obviously it was unintentional, accidentally took his left hand and gave a quick jab to the nose. Open hand style. Backhand, really let him know, hey, I'm swimming and I'm angry. This happens occasionally in basketball. Not the part where they get suspended people get hit in the face. Isaiah basically made it seem like he got, um, you know, 
open face slapped and was like, I challenge you to a duel. Lakers fans are elated because LeBron James, it turns out, will defend himself occasionally. But uh, I, for one, did not see the LeJohn Jones aspects of this. But I like <laughs> that people are willing to go that far. Raph is a Lakers fan and a longtime LeBron fan. Record couldn't be mm-hmm. clearer. That's How right. did you feel about it? Did you feel like he was showing some toughness or did you feel like it was a cheap blow? Um, I feel like you're asking two different people here. I, I was trying to tear you apart at that one. I'll respond <laughs> as a Laker fan. As a Laker fan, I will tell you, I think it's good that Re- LeBron got some respect on that name. <laughs> Because there's been enough people who have been like, I don't know, LeBron looks like he's soft. Man, you can't compare LeBron. He was a fighter. You can't say he'd be a good fighter because fighters are fighters. Duh, no shit. Definitely at least got a bitch on this one. So, okay. I thought about it. And people were like, well, is he in the right? And I go, that's not the question. And it's probably an accident. And then I read a report later that said LeBron was even trying to get his number and get in contact with them and apologize. And I was like, you don't need to do any of that shit. Don't. No, none of it. Yeah, This is where people's argument about would LeBron be a good cage fighter? It's like, that's irrelevant. Would he buy the personal Lexus a week after he knocked them out? Probably. So I do feel like Isaiah Stewart's going to end up with like a mansion. It's like, this is from LeBron. Sorry, cut you in the face. Cheers. That's all the notes going to say. And then to make things, I guess, even more complicated, uh, you have other people who are yelling at him about China and all that sort of stuff. And this is a very strange thing. Like anytime you bring up LeBron James, you better have that hashtag China argument ready to go. No, it is his fault, Raph. A hundred years of global oppression and difference in dynamics, our isolationist policies from the president's, it all comes down to is LeBron making money off Nike? I I really do think it's his fault. All of it. I mean, sure. I don't know how many people are going after Michael Jordan and Nike for that. But Zero. Okay. Just Why? Why do you ask? Well, uh, I feel like they both have shoes or things that they do through Nike. Yeah, well, we could. This is not a argument you can have with a lot of people, but I think we might have found the one person who's made Nike more money than LeBron. I don't think. I love LeBron. I don't think he's ever done the gear thing like kobe or michael jordan and you're bringing up a point that gets sensitive to me but i did see that enos Cantor threw some bombs mm-hmm. went blaming the best mma prospect in the nba for um china's restrictionist policies little- i mean i get it you know what it is is it's that we've got so many people who are uh sports leaks if you would sports athletes uh entertainment superstars if you would who Man, they better chime in and they better have their same opinion or else, yikes. I just thought it's particularly interesting when I go, we are talking about a fight, right? No. Like, this is the one thing. We're, like, is he going to get the Zhang Weili treatment now? Is that what we're going to do? Do we need to yell racial shit at him, too, at, at this point to get him prepped for the dumb fans who are going to say stuff? I don't care about any of that. I will tell you this. LeBron definitely has a Laker fan in the right. Now, if you'll excuse me, I will introduce the rational side of me. Oh, no, LeBron hit somebody. Uh, that's not good. Who'd he hit? Like, is it bad that I thought about that first, Kevin? I, no. And here's why. Because you've played sports. And everybody waits for that moment to be like, 
well, who did Rav freak out on? It's like, Travis? <laughs> oh, yeah, Travis is a dickhead. That makes sense. So there's a small... Draymond Green kicked people in the... Gr- like, everyone hates Dwight Howard. There's John Jones is not a nice human. <laughs> there's there's certain people that just you're not going to like. So, no, I'm, I... That actually did play a massive role, but I think you, like all of us, was like, who? Is well, it, then, the Pistons? Oh, okay. on the other side, Kevin, I saw a meme go up that said, uh, well, Michael Jordan has never been kicked out of a game. That's why he's the GOAT. And I go, Ray, because he had his minions go do his shit. I was like, Jordan didn't have to do shit. Jordan also wouldn't get into a fight over a game unless it had to do with him. That just tells me that LeBron was about defending the honor of the Lakers. Not really what happened. But in my head, that's how I rationalized it. Yeah, I want the guy who's going to get into a fight for my team. Fuck yeah. That's a terrible statistic. Take that joke back. Not good. And then finally, Kevin. Did he not get kicked out of the baseball? I want to check all the games. Go ahead. No, oh, yeah, we got to get uh, to Grapple Fest, right? We're, are we well, topic we, we're, flipping? We're, or you these still? are easy. These are easy to walk through, these last couple ones. Oh, cool. uh, the last parts for, I would say this, uh, in terms of LeBron and his uh, apparent softness. Um, I don't know what to do with these people. I, I don't know how bored they are to be discussing and entertaining LeBron as a fighter. But at the very least, now we have footage that he's busted up more people than some of the people on Dana White's contender series. We can say that. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. His record. Want to know? Want to know? All right. Switching on over. Um, Other people who can fight. Cody Steele knocked a dude dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. His his highlights are good. He'll be in the UFC soon, right? We'll see him on a card. I don't know. And Kev... It was no less than 16 seconds into that fight. And I wish I could tell you that I was watching it standing still, but I was driving. I just had it on on my phone, and I'm normally just kind of listening to it. Uh, When I just saw out of the corner of my eye the knockout, I pulled over. I pulled over to the side because I said, let me see what it looked like, because it looked like that dude was not okay. And then I immediately went from, man, I'm so happy for Cody to, I need to see someone? that dude get up. He's, yeah. If you can get up, that's going to make me feel a little bit better, bro. And eventually, it took about a minute or so, and you know it's a rough telecast because they were having audio issues in terms of uh, the commentators. The, the audio was coming in and out, and they knew something was wrong, and they were trying to fix it. So respect to them for trying to do that. But they knew the minute the knockout happened, they had to walk you through it being okay. And they were also somewhat concerned that their audio might go out. So it, it was the strangest, like, can you guys hear us okay? <laughs> wow, that was weird. Is this coming out okay? Are, you, are we going to lose? Okay, we're, we're good. We're good. Yeah, no, that guy still isn't moving. Not great, though. Not great for him. Good for our broadcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still I'm not seeing a move. Let's make everybody feel better. Hey, hey, moved. And then everybody felt good. So it was uh, it was tense for about a good minute. And meanwhile, if you're Cody, there's that mix of I really want to celebrate. I did something dope. I won. And then there's also uh, right. I'll, that. Just, I'll give it a second. <sighs> yeah. And then 
I don't even know what this is about. And Kev, this is when you know I have to put a line in the sand and say I refuse to do any more research or look up the reasons why. But I think they handed Cody not only a title, because I think it was a championship bout, but then I think they brought him over after the title and you think like, oh, are they going to give him like a check or something? Because he has his hands out. It looks like something's going to be big. Is it heavy? What the hell are his hands out like that for? They handed him like a boom box. And <laughs> like, there's nothing funnier than holding a giant package while the dude you knocked out is slowly coming back to life with a belt in hand. It's almost akin, and again, I'm sure I would have taken the boombox and had a big smile on my face, too, especially if I want to fight. But there is an element of, did they just hand me a blender? Like, what the fuck am I holding? What is, what is this? Are they going to give me a, a, a big screen TV, too? Like, that's how awkward it was. Uh, nonetheless, huge respect to Cody. That is a big, big win. Uh, second win in MMA. And, uh, you know, this dude's just racking them up everywhere. Great performance at ADCC trials recently. Uh, a very impressive run at who's number one as well. Not only that, then gets in, has this fight. Like, the dude has been on a tear. And, of course, we've seen him as a combat jiu-jitsu winner. Uh, I believe he's also had, a, like, a Muay Thai fight, if I'm correct. Maybe a kickboxing one. Could be incorrect. Don't really care. Again, lying in the sand. Not doing more research. But... I'm really happy for him, man. He's a good guy. And him and Tackett are, are a really, really fun team of uh, up-and-comers to watch. So congrats to him. And I think as we round these last kind of things, I have one topic that I told you about and one topic that I think we should probably kind of touch on because I, I think I need your opinion on it. But, uh, yeah, Grapple Fest was really fun for this reason. Keith went up against, I believe it was Cade Rotolo. They had a fun match, went to decision, ended up going for Cade. Ty Rotolo, could be wrong on this one. I think he went up against Nick Ronan. I might be wrong. Um, very, very fun card that was happening over on the England somewhere. But poor Keith Kikorian had to go through a series of terrible planes, trains, and automobile situation just to get to the event. This poor kid's stories for 24 hours straight were this plane's not going anywhere we're not allowed to move i gotta get on a train i'm on a train now we haven't moved uh this shuttle's not happening guys i promise i'll be there uh i think somebody threw up right behind him on the plane that ended up not going anywhere he said he had to move ahead three rows just to get away from them like even on the broadcast when they were giving due to cade and they said, that's really good. Look at this guy. He won the, the the match. They said, but all respect to Keith. Not for his performance, which was good and it was fun. But they said, especially for all the things he's gone through in the travel. And I thought, man, that's now logged him in the echelon of when anybody watches that match way in the future. They're going to learn all about Keith's struggle to get there. So, yeah, uh, some fun stuff there. And apparently there's a Polaris happening next weekend. Oh, no. Uh, which is going to have a lot of people, including Ash Williams, our friend Tom Sellamore. I think Ash is actually going up against the other Meow brother he hasn't gone up against. 
So very happy for that. I think Ash's brother's also competing on it. Uh, I think Edwin Najmi's on that one as well. So if you guys want to set a reminder after you get fat this weekend in Thanksgiving, go uh, watch that one. But Kev, the last topic of the day. I don't know what to say about this one. Did you see Conor McGregor's tweet that he put out this morning? I'm so happy to report. No. No, I didn't. Okay. Uh, a friend of the show, his name's Mark Ramondi. Maybe you've heard of him. Maybe you've seen him in MMA coverage on ESPN. He covers uh, the MMA beat for there, and he is occasionally on SportsCenter breaking major news. Well, Mark and two of his peers, maybe three, I think it was like Brett Okamoto and... Uh, another guy, they all chimed in on who they think makes sense for Conor McGregor to fight next. Well, turns out the notorious one had a few thoughts on that. He was watching. And, which is, oh, yeah. he wasn't watching it. He just like they put out a tweet that said, here it is. And he responded to that tweet. So I have sent you what that tweet said. And I think it would be best if you do a quick reading of what Conor McGregor said in that tweet. Uh, sure. And obviously I'm going to use my m most Conor McGregor. Please voice. do. Yeah. Hi lads. Here goes. Clicks and like your boss and whatnot. The Mac Santa Claus. I'm facing whoever the fuck has the lightweight title next. Demon it. Take off your goggles and mark the trilogy unfinished. Deal with that too. The rest mentioned after this. Deal with it. I think I nailed it. I think you did too. That and wasn't Conor McGregor, for those of you listening. No. That was me doing Conor McGregor. Right. But also, he loves. <laughs> I don't even know how Quite entertaining. How many Quaaludes that. was he on when he wrote it? That helps my impression. You know, I should don't ask know. beforehand. Uh, but it will be impressive. When Honey, we get the cocaine. <laughs> I got to do more Conor McGregor impressions. It will be good when we revisit this segment after you get results from 23andMe. That was... uh, so... <laughs> you are 0% Irish, and you've been lying to people. Congratulations. <laughs> um, I guess the one thing I'll say to you is, as I send you the, the thing I made today, which I think you'll just be entertained by, um, but I'm just going to make a quick little note on it. And then I'd love to get your response in terms of ah, Connor, bro, are we doing this, man? Like we're doing our best to just live and wait for you to get healthy. And the quickest way to do that is to just have the division go on without you. Any of the divisions. I'm sure lots of people want a red panty night and you are still super famous and you are still a draw somehow, but that's going to wane I feel the more we do this and I'm a little concerned now because not that we haven't been concerned before. It's just even this weekend, Dana White spaced himself away from the possibility of a Dustin Poirier rematch. I think it took Dana this long to say, oh, man, I really want to give him a match, but I can't even justify one right now. God damn it. So we did a meme of the grandma who says things like, back in the day, I used to listen to my music on CDs. And there's a nice young lady that's helping escort her back that usually says something along the lines of, okay, grandma, let's go back to bed. 
we basically did a play on that one with Conor McGregor as the grandma. I feel it fits. We just literally <laughs> quoted what he said and then just kind of left it as was. But the, the kicker here was let's go back to rehab, which works in multiple contexts. Yeah. So you probably should. <laughs> That's a, well, I cannot give you any more credit than that, except perhaps he'll be angry at you next. Oh, and then would 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 love that. Please, Connor, come for us. Please, yes, yes. Let's let's get some of that proper twelve attention that we need. There would be nothing better for this show than to be made public enemy number one from the common McGregor fans because, uh, I mean, at this point, we're kind of established. We're not going anywhere. And it would probably give us credibility to the people who know shit about MMA. So, no, I think it would give us credibility to Connor fans. I beg to differ. That oh, you any think of them that know they, they know that he's in the, the weird, the loony part of the bin? <laughs> I don't think they'd care. No, I was just trying to take a shot that he does that his fans don't know about MMA. It was a failed <laughs> attempt. They got it though. They understood the dig. They're sensitive about it. That's our Thanksgiving episode though. Right, mm. Raph? I think we're out of topics here. We're out of topics and we are now officially in season 10. That's right. Goons. Ooh. 10. 10. 10. Yeah. Just that varsity blues comment comes out of me. <laughs> That'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap for the 10th year in a row. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and good fight. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is,